Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My name is Dave Warnicky and I am here with Matt Stewart, Jess Perkins. Let's do this, guys. How are you? We are very well. I'm pretty well. Which... I'm really well. I'm also well. I was speaking for both of us for some oh, reason. I'm you. sorry about that. No, if you could speak for me for the rest of the episode, that okay. would be very helpful. No problem. <laughs> Matt is a little tired, but still... I feel is... like we start maybe every second episode with that phrase. Matt is a little bit tired. Yeah. One of us has always just gotten off a plane recently. And both of you... Have just gone off a plane today. Yeah, we've uh, we've been in the Northern Territory. Have we got any Northern Territory listeners? Hello. <laughs> we had someone tweet. Yeah, we had someone tweet in asking if you were. Yeah, playing, uh... in Alice. Yeah, that's right. So um, it's really good. It was it was a good time. Had a great time. I love the tropical winter weather. Thirty something degrees up in the north and is part it, of the north. Is that 30, 30 degrees Celsius is every so, but in the morning is it quite cold? You were saying it's cold overnight. Yeah, because it is a desert. But, but um, certainly in Alice it was. But up in Darwin it felt it was still warm. Darwin into the was evening. nice. Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. It was and just I think a really Catherine nice was night. similar. Mm-hmm. It was. It was like the perfect weather. And but unfortunately, I just love Lady Melbourne. <laughs> I love it so much. Mm. What a lady! What a lady! A cold, what a, cold what lady. What a classy dame! She's a classy dame. What a lady! What a night! <laughs> and I've spent many nights here because I've not been away. Uh, but I've uh, I've been good. Thanks for asking. Um, good. <laughs> Nobody asks. Let's keep talking about uh, the Northern Territory all episode, all right? <laughs> Unless that's Matt's topic today. I'm going to, I'll put out a, we we took a photo with you up there. I'll put, I should put that out. You took a photo with me up there. Did you? Yeah. Well, your head. <laughs> what, what? Did what? you notice that your head was missing briefly? <laughs> what shot did you use? Uh, one did of your that pro- look good? One of your promo shots. One of those classic Warnicky pointing down the barrel mm-hmm. kind right. of shots. One of the action shots. I reckon it's just after a click. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Just that one. Adopter. One of those. Hey! Dave's here. Do you reckon he's making that noise? Yeah. Hey! It looks like he could be. Yeah. I, I think I actually am, to be honest. Yeah. Nearly every photo. <laughs> Great. It's it's hard when you're trying to get a passport photo taken. Hey! You're like, no, sir. No, no, please, just close your mouth. Hey. <laughs> I wish he could smile in passport photos. It looked like an obese serial killer in mine. I'm not looking forward to travelling again. We have to hand it over, sort of yeah. embarrassed. And yes. I'm blonde in it, too. I, I look like a slim serial killer. Do you? It's quite a flattering Have um, you got dreadlocks in yours? <laughs> No, that one's gone. Oh, also, man. Have you seen that? I think it's so. That's a classic pic. Did you used to have dreadlocks? Yeah, but no, yeah, just by well, anyway, it was mainly the whack of combing my hair. <laughs> it's pretty. Just, fucked. A, just being a dirty no, boy. I, pro- I probably had three. Oh, I, I, I don't need. Oh, I, I don't did you just have one rope hanging from your I, head? I had one dreadlock about that big. Oh, that's big. That's a big serious. Yeah, I remember. I, I spent a whole evening picking it out. On, on oh. the sofa, watching The O.C. season one. And did it take every episode? <laughs> it took it took a full a couple episodes. The highs and the lows were yeah. felt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you picked a drill. Just chop it off, man. Yeah, yeah. start fresh. Probably should have. Probably should have. And it was in the form of a mullet as well. Oh. I was very funny in, in my younger years. Wow. Get it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, The O.C. was a great show that we can all agree on that. We Sandy can... Cohen. Am I right? We can... what, a, oh. what a guy. Everyone's dad. Everyone's dad. What does that mean? <laughs> the dad of the people. <laughs> Father to everyone. <laughs> Father to all. But um, let's... Uh, well, let's... he did have a habit of adopting runaways. So he did. One call... time. If you call one time a, a habit, habit. I do. I you've got a habit. habit of holding a pen right now. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. It's my worst habit. You've got to kick that habit, Jeff. Oh, yeah, have. well done. My mum always tells me off for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the idea of you have to kick your habit of adopting strange <laughs> skater boys. I love mm-hmm. it. I love doing it. Sandy? No, no, he's no good. He's from the wrong side of the bloody road or whatever. The wrong side of the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> he came from the ocean. <laughs> Like a, a salmon up the tree. <laughs> He's a seaman. Get rid of the seaman. Oh, not another seaman. <laughs> oh, no. Too much seaman in the last episode. <laughs> Great. Well, who knows how much seaman we're going to have on this episode. How, if you how, haven't how heard the last episode, semen then... seaman is too much seaman, Dave? Okay. I think we, well, probably an hour and 20 minutes of the last yeah, episode. Great. If you haven't heard the Diathlov Pass incident, go listen. Uh, but, Matt, it is your turn to do a report this week. Yeah. And it's a and it's a, it's a corker. It's a corker. That's... It's about corks. It's about the town of Cork. <gasps> no. Oh. It's about bottle openers or the things that do the corking. Ugh. So much <laughs> editing so early. Some sort of bottle machine. Yeah. Cool. Oh, a corker, the one that puts the corks in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There it's we about go. the history of corking machines. Um, okay, so we always start with a question. Have you got a question for us? Yes. Uh, and as always, I write the best questions, <laughs> and I think you guys, you know, I know Dave writes the best reports, but I definitely write the best questions. And I write the best answers, fun facts. Answers. Oh. oh, fun facts. No, you definitely, yeah. though, can you bit... remember the last time we had a set of fun facts officially? Good point. Good yeah, point. I don't have any fun facts. I, uh, I have been neglecting, but then again, my last couple of topics have been kind of dark. Yeah. You know, so I'm lightening it up next week and there will be spoil like just a bit of a, a bit of sizzle, a bit of tease for you. There will be fun facts next week. Oh, that's great. Well, if you say it now, you have to come through I know. because they'll be angry. They'll come for you with pitchforks if you don't have fun facts. By they do, do you mean you? Oh, 
Yes, I do talk about myself <laughs> I, as a collective group. Unfortunately, they. you guys... Um, no fun facts this time. No fun facts. It's also quite a dark topic. Oh, dear. We're on a real streak bit of a moment. We really are. A bit of heavy lifting by the other two has yeah. been required. Is that going to be required of us this time as well? Yeah, always. Okay. <laughs> always in my paper-thin reports. <laughs> All right, great. So hit us, hit us with the excellent question then. In 1983, what now booming industry was nearly wiped out? Okay, industry nearly wiped out. 83 and, also. And the is year, this, uh, oh, yes? The year my brother was born. Oh, so the child rearing industry was going quite well. Very well. Very well okay, indeed. Ticked up, yes. <laughs> and I was only going to get better a few years later. Seven years Possibly later. Possibly seven. <laughs> yeah. um, mm, 83. Th- so are we talking, is this confined to Australia or a worldwide industry? Uh, it's a worldwide industry. This this particular event was more um, mm. uh, North America based. Something happened in North America. Do they all give up on an NFL that season or something? And mm. Is it NFL? <laughs> It's not, but that's a good guess. It could have happened. Quite an industry too. Yep. Hmm. All right. Look, I, I mean, I gave you very little chance of getting it. Unless you knew <laughs> Is it what gold? It's... Gold. They thought they found all the gold <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> hmm? 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 Is it getting hmm? closer? It's Imagine if it was close. that, but Matt didn't give it to me when I said yeah. the NFL. <laughs> no, you had to say gold. <laughs> I... Um, no, it's darker than that. Oh. The topic Oh, is... I forgot he said dark. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. The topic Uh-oh. this week is the video game crash of 1983. Video game crash. Video game crash. I kind of feel like video games are doing okay. Yeah, that's what I said. It's the, the now booming industry. Oh, you did say that. Oh, jeez. Always yeah. is good. He's real good. All right, video game crash. It was crash. also known as the North American video game crash of 1983, which is quite a similar... Sort of sounding thing. And also uh, in Japan, it's known as Atari Shock, which is way oh, better. Actually. I like that. Now, this was, uh, this was a uh, listener suggestion, yeah, wasn't Because I remember seeing this. This came out of the hat. This was suggested by a man known as 3PHRD. <laughs> I guess it's Shepard. Okay. Shepard. Is, is that a Twitter? That's a Twitter handle, but cool. also his name, I guess. Cool. So thanks so much, uh, Shepard, for sending this in. I have a funny feeling that you're going to know way more about this than I do, um, as I, the only video game console I ever owned was a Super Nintendo. Oh, one of the which best. Which came out well after, uh, we got it well after it had come out. I think Was it we a Cousins it, or something? I think mm. No, I think we got a new one, but it came, we got it when the, um, the maybe the 64 or whatever the following one was came out, so the, the oh, price dropped. Trying to get, just throwing him out. And we all got a game. Uh, we had Battletoads, me and my siblings. Battletoads, Nigel Mansell's Racing. Oh, Formula One? Yes. Uh, Mario Paint. Mario Paint? I've never, never heard of it. I love it. What's Sim, that? Uh, it, was, it was a Mario-based paint game. So it's sort of like Interesting. an arty sort of game. I'm, I, mean, I mean, it was self-explanatory, really, wasn't it? But it included this game. I don't know if you guys ever watched Amazing on Australian TV, Channel 7 Afternoon Show with James Champagne Sherry as the host. Is this the one we had to find the keys? Yes, that's great. one. Oh, yes, yes. Great. And at the oh, end, you, yes. had to, you had to play a game to win the... I think the game at the end was a video game, mm. and it was always a Super NES game. And it included one of the games from Mario Paint, which was like this fly swatting game. That was like this little game inside the game of Mario Paint. Oh, wow. Did you did you have 
gaming consoles? Did you, were you much of a gamer as a kid, Dave? Uh, I've never been really much of a gamer, but we had a couple of consoles. Um, I had a Nintendo 64. That was the first one we got. And then a PlayStation 2. Very nice. That is like, that's seen as one of the classics, I think. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was great, you know, because it also had the, the DVD player. So oh, yeah. Suddenly you got two DVD players in the house. Oh, my God. Oh, geez, Louise. We had a Sega. Well, my brother had a Sega. So I played that a little bit when I was really little. And then we didn't really have anything. I would like, that's why I loved going to friends' houses because they'd have PlayStations and I'd get to play. But then when my, <laughs> I think I was about 18, so my brother was 25 and he had like temporarily moved back home. And mum bought us a Wii for Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. I think it was kind of her way of being like, don't leave, <laughs> don't leave again. <laughs> so, so we, we oh, had... no, he's taken the Wii. Yeah, no. Why it's... didn't I chain it to the wall? <laughs> so we, Why we... didn't I chain him to the yeah. wall? Yeah, <laughs> damn it. Never leave me. But did he did leave? Oh, he Annie. Did leave. Isn't he's, Annie a sweetheart? She's a sweetheart and he's married and lives with his wife, which makes sense. Who's got the Nintendo Wii? It's still at mum and dad's place. Oh. It is. I feel like the Nintendo Wii is a bit of a mum and dad's console. Yeah. My mum and dad have a Wii. I think I'm going to take it. Do they ever use it? No. It feels like because they always everyone gets that Wii Fit game. I was going to say we, no we bought it. mum Wii Fit and she used it about twice. I was like, I, I don't know why I buy you nice things. <laughs> anyway, so that's our gaming history. But I had no idea that it crashed even before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had no idea. So let's did. find out. Um. Okay, so well, I mean, you're probably asking, what was the video game crash of 1983? I feel like we literally just asked that question. I prefer to phrase it as, what was the Atari shock of 1983? Mm. Mm. Um, I wish I could speak J- Japanese. I would have had something really good for you right then. Ichini Sunshi. Well, that's not right. Do you just count yourself in? I count myself. <laughs> one, and two, one. three, four, report. <laughs> It was a huge recession of the video game industry. Would you believe it? And it occurred from 1983 to 1985. Um, The crash was serious enough that it brought an abrupt end to what is considered the second generation of console video gaming in North America. Uh Aha. In Japan, uh, the second generation kicked on for a few more years because it didn't have the big big old crash. Interesting. Do do you know much about the generations? Yeah. uh... Are we like up to the seventh or the eighth generation or something now? I've got no idea at all. I'm not sure. I only looked in. I'm like, what the? I'd never heard of generation. So every time a new one. So you know, you've got um, Nintendo 64 versus PlayStation One, and then PlayStation Two comes out, so they have GameCube, and then PlayStation Three comes out, and Xbox has got the three. You know, they all have it's every few years. They have to bring out something new to try and. Well, that's interesting you say that because it wasn't always done that way. Oh, really? So it was a little bit more haphazard in the early years um, in terms of bringing it. These days, it's every, you know, five or six or seven years. They all kind of bring them out at the same time. They've all sort of fit into a rhythm, meaning that you've given yourself time for the players to, you know, get a good life out of that console. Yeah, so you don't feel like you're upgrading all the time. Yeah, which otherwise, why would you... You'd stop buying them if you were thinking, oh, there's going to be a new one in, in six months anyway. So yeah, but I imagine it's also they bring them out at the same time so you can be like, hey, you were a Nintendo guy before. You're, you're still a Nintendo guy, right? Yeah. Don't, don't try that PlayStation. Nintendo's Ugh. still cool. Yucky. <laughs> don't try that yucky... Icky. <laughs> Icky PlayStation. No. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Icky. It very nearly put an end to the industry altogether. Actually, like it was, it got pretty dire in America for the uh, the the home gaming consoles. Anyway, wow. At the mm. time, 
Um, there are many reasons for the crash. I'll go into a few of those. But, um, you know, when I was reading about the generations, it made me think, oh, what was the first generation sort of thing? So I looked into that a bit. Uh, it said the first uh, generation began in 1972, which seems crazy to me, with the Magnavox Odyssey. Well, I've never even heard of that one. No. And that la- and the Generation 1 lasted until 1977, uh, when the Pong-style console manufacturers left the, ma- uh, left the market due to the video game crash of 1977. Oh, wow. Oh, so they've got precedent for crashes. Yeah, apparently. Um, and I did not look into it at all, so maybe we'll do that another week. Some characteristics of the first generation consoles were the games are very basic. Would you believe it? Hmm. Um, were they 3D? No. No, no, they were, yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. They <laughs> of, course they, of course they weren't. They that were, was great acting, Dave. They were Thank z- you. Zero D, I think. Zero D. Zero, there was they no dimensions. No they, D. they hadn't invented the D yet. <laughs> the D came later. <laughs> that was the 80s. There's the hashtag. <laughs> the D came later. Um, first generation consoles had games integrated so that, you know, they were inside the machine. They weren't cartridges like you'd, you'd All right, get. so you buy it and that's it. Yeah. It's like those are the games you've got, yeah. Rather than, you know, having the removable media that we're more used to now. Uh, entire games were restricted to only one screen. You know, like Pong and stuff. The whole game exists on that one screen. You're not move, You're not scrolling through or anything like that. Color graphics were very basic, mostly just black and white. And they only included very basic or no audio at all. Great. You know what's great? Just playing video games in complete silence. (laughs) That's so good. In complete black and white. I don't really like how the sound effects of video games really round out the experience. I find it overwhelming. I don't enjoy it at all. I can't concentrate on the skateboard if the music's playing. That said, actually, one time I had a... This is really like I won a Lord of the Rings PC game and I was playing it and you've got to like sneak through a field past some wolves and I had to turn the music off because it was it was making me too scared. <laughs> I was like, I can't concentrate on getting past the wolves with this scary music. <laughs> you, you turn it down, but then you miss the clue that the, like the, the, wolves ma- the magic wolf is like speaking into your ear. <laughs> turn left, turn left. I didn't hear it. Didn't Did hear it. Hear I was it. busy hiding behind hay bales. <laughs> okay. For three hours. Mum had to come in and pull the plug out from the wall. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's not a game, Mum. There's wolves. There's wolves, I tell you. <laughs> Didn't sleep for that year, but um, that's that all right. Bloody but, hell. But pretty glad you won that competition. Though. Yeah, it was a great game. Wolves are scary. I think that's fair enough. <laughs> that's that's the lesson here. I think I, think I actually... I'm quite into those really basic games. Like I never play them really, but um, things like Pong. I remember Pong being. They there was a game when I was a kid. I think it was probably even old when I was a kid called Commander Keen, and it was. Uh, was it Commander Keen for Pain? Yeah, it's Commander hashtag Keen for Pain. <laughs> you know, I was so close to doing the report on Pain this week. I started. I started looking it up, and because you know that. What do you mean? Penis. I was just going to report about penises. Wikipedia, penis, enter. This is a bad mistake. <laughs> Man, that, there is a whole... No, Wikipedia's got a, quite a long article about peen. Quite a long article mm-hmm. about They've peen. They've got photos of elephant peen. Okay. Wow, maybe we, you and could the, do an the, episode. I don't think the, I want to cor- be part of that episode. The duck peen. Okay, yeah, no, I don't want to hear that episode. Thank right. you. All no, right. thank you. But it, it did make me think when I was I was lo- I was looking into it. I uh, penis into the pain into looking at the eye of the pain. <laughs> I um so to speak. Gross. No, no, literally, quite literally. Right. Yeah, he really that's gets how, that's research. how I think. Yep. <laughs> that's how I do my best thinking. Um, 
But you said, or oh, one of you guys, whoever posted last week about um, our most ever requested topic being the Dilatov Pass. Diet Love Pass. Diet Love Pass. Dilatov. Mm. Incorrect. Oh. Pain by a long way. Keen for pain <laughs> by a very, very long way. <laughs> well, because people tweet in keen for pain. Yeah. They, that, was, that is what that was, hashtag was born out of. It was requesting pain as a topic. So I think we really uh, have, have some sort of responsibility no, to give I, the people I, our pain. I protest my interest in being Weirdly part of that Okay. Episode. Well, stay tuned for a couple of weeks' time, guys, because I might be going to the peen hat. Oh. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> the peen hat. Just imagine it's quite a small hat. <laughs> a little peen hat. <laughs> Is that a top hat? It's also a hat. It's got to be a very little fun. beanie. He's a classy, he's he's a classy fella. <laughs> Red beret. <laughs> Top of the morning. The second generation kicked uh, kicked off just prior to the crash in 77, actually, with the release of the Fairchild Channel F and Radofin Electronics 1292 Advanced Programmable Video System oh. in 1976. <laughs> Out of breath. Okay, first rule so of marketing something: make it something you can say. It's got to be within a breath. It's got to be easy enough for Mum to go to Kmart and remember what it's called. Oh, he wants the twelve nine. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm getting him a t-shirt. <laughs> it's funny. There was so many. Um... Amanda, <laughs> getting him a t-shirt. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> anyway, there was all these different brands I've, I'd never heard of, like Calico or something like that. And oh, mm. anyway. Now, some features that separated the second generation from the first include a microprocessor-based game logic. Ah, yes. Mm. Uh, Now you're talking my language. (laughs) Now I understand exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) They introduced computer-based opponents, so you could do single-player in a a multiplayer game. Oh. Which is cool. Which surely Pong was like that, but I guess they don't think of the paddle or whatever. No, what is it? How does Pong work? I can't even remember it. Pong's just like... You There's can... two paddles. So, yeah. oh, so the like original one, you, you couldn't play yeah. by yourself. Oh, man. What about for all those only children out there? <laughs> you have to run from one remote to the other. <laughs> oh. Just put them next to each other. <laughs> no, I want my child to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just play with the child? Never. I, I also do not want to do that. Games on cartridges allowing any number of different games to be played on one console. So yes. the removable media was introduced. Yeah, which is a great idea. Uh, games started to span multiple screens. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you can move through the world. And that introduced uh, basic colour graphics, generally between two colour and 16 colour. Can you even name me? 16 colours? I bet you can't. No. Blue, green, yellow, three, red. Four. Orange, pink, magenta. Um, We're only up to seven. Hang <laughs> on. Hang on. Black. Eight. Wow. Is that not a colour? We're not I'm counting not, that I'm one? I'm not counting that one. All right. Get rid of black. Grey. Fuck you. Um, I'm not counting that. Brown. Nine. Um, so we've got seven colours. Hang on. There. Okay. Well, give me a chance. Have you Have you even got Have you got yellow yet? Yeah, I said yellow. I went. I did those. You got red. Yes. Stop distracting See, me. What about purple? Rookie mistake was I just saying said magenta. blue. You should have said dark si- blue and then light Navy blue. blue. Cyan. Cyan. Um, I'm not even sure what that is. Uh, it's like a pink. Uh, coral. Somewhere between red and orange. Salmon. So we're up to. I'm up to eleven. I don't think the sixteen salmon. color graphics included salmon. Salmon. Yes. It was there. Or coral. Beige. Beige. 
Oh, you guys are fucked. Emerald green. Bottle green. Nah. There we go, 16. Boom. Bang. No, Don't couldn't. ask me stupid game... questions like, can you name 16 colours? This Look. game sounds incredibly colourful. <laughs> it's got beige in it. Beige and salmon. <laughs> and grey. <laughs> <laughs> it says that on the box, now including grey. I can see a rainbow, <laughs> see a rainbow, see a rainbow too. What's that? What's the fun colour in, in the rainbow? You know, they're all normal and there's one fun colour. Indigo. Indigo. Oh, what a fun colour. Red and yellow and pink and green, purple and orange and blue. I can see a rainbow. Is that it? Oh, I think is that what it is? Okay, great. I think so. Yeah, indigo. Anyhow. Fuck, I didn't say indigo. 17. Yeah. No, you've missed it. The list no, goes on. Nah, the game can only ca- handle 16. You chose salmon and beige over <sighs> indigo. Well, they were your fault, to be fair. And grey. Shit. Shit. So things were looking pretty great for the video games looking industry. Looking pretty grey. Pretty great. <laughs> great. Great. Really great. Uh, through 1982, they'd have... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see anything bad happening. It sounds amazing. Like, sounds to like be honest, it sounds like well. it's just getting better and better. Up to 16 colours, my friends. Yeah. Well, how many colours do you need? Yeah. Well. Was that part of the crash? They ran out of colours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a guy scratching his head. Yeah, guy in Tokyo at Atari going, fuck, we're done for. No, Atari's American. Japan was going fine, Dave. I, if you're not going to listen to me, I just I Atari honestly. Japanese. Is Atari not Japanese? Take a fucking walk. No, I'm pretty sure it's American. It's American. Hey, guys, there's just a little too much swearing on this podcast. I mean, I know it's always it's, it's from coming me. from your mouth. <laughs> So things were looking pretty great for the video games industry through 1982. Mm. Having gone from a niche industry, game cartridges were now in mainstream stores like large music and video cassette retailers. What? You don't have to go to that dingy dungeon anymore to buy your games, kids. Come up here to Magic Mike's big old retail store. (laughs) Everyone in, we got Madonna. On this side, we got uh, Bono and his band, the U2, over here. And behind me, all the video games you like with colours ranging from grey all the way to beige and everywhere in between. Thanks, Mike. Mike sounds like a really fun guy. I like Mike. I mean, I hear he skinned a kid but yeah, in but... his basement. But, but that was that after. Was, that wasn't enough to turn you on him? You know, you know me. I'm not one to turn on people. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, here are some stats from a website that I liked the name of called thedoteaters.com. The Dot Eaters. I think, I think it's a Pac-Man reference. Ah, uh, yes. And they go around eating the dots. Nom, 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 nom. I like to make that noise when I play Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, nom, nom, you turn nom, the sound nom, down nom, and do your own soundtrack? Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Do that for a bit too. <laughs> That's the ghost. Do you he ever gets full? Nah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, don't see it. it. Happens off off screen. Yeah. He's vomiting. He's, he's, he's did, bulimic. And the, when the screen changes over, he's just there going, <gasps> "Oh God, please stop! No more! Please let the ghost fucking kill me! <laughs> kill me now!" I used to be a stick man. Now I'm just a big <laughs> fat circle. I don't even have a body mm. anymore. Uh, so yeah, the dot eaters uh, had these these handy stats on there. For so around this time, sales in home video games across the board rose from nine hundred fifty million dollars in a year up to three point two billion dollars. Billion wow. with a B. So I don't know if you so can. That's tripled. Tripled. So pretty good. More than tripled, even. Mm, yeah. Because in America, a thousand millions a billion, right? 
Correct. Is that in Australia as well? Yes. Now, it, internationally, we all treat it. Because in Britain, it was, for a while, it was a... A million, a million. Is a, a million, billion. million. And a billion, a billion. billion is a trillion. But yeah. that means we'd never get there because that's so many million. Is that why we changed it? So we could have billionaires? Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have none. Now, that would be lame. Who could we hate? I'd just like oh, to Oh, I know be... you guys are aspiring to be that. Over yeah. In the I was literally about to say, I'd just like to be a millionaire. And then you made an affluent east. Do you think anyone buys that? I mean, you do come from the affluent east, but you guys are very poor. <laughs> We're so poor. So poor. I've got nothing. I mean, you, you from the start, your parents gave you. You guys have done awfully. Oh, my parents gave me a very good education. Not like not the best Melbourne had to offer, but that sounds pretty a, good. Sounds a bit of resentment there, isn't it? Not the best. No, I they just could have. Meant- done better mum i just meant when i said like they gave me a very good education it's like well it was fine it was a good education i put myself through uni wow as everybody does with hex now so you mean the government put you through uni and you promise to pay them when you make enough money but you never will (laughs) i'll never make enough money (laughs) sucked in hitler because i'm a comedian That Hitler stuff would not make sense to new listeners. Um, it doesn't really make sense to old listeners. I actually don't know where it started. Which episode was that? Was something about Dave and his <laughs> Nazi sympathising? Yeah. Don't say ways. <laughs> Cop that, Hitler. Anyway, Matt, please do go on. So, 15 million consoles have been had been sold overall, along Sounds with... Sounds like it's booming. 65 million cartridges. So, this is hitting a peak, right? Because I was thinking before when you said they've, they've introduced, like, the cartridge. That's genius, because then, like, you're not just selling that one console oh, and then you your business is done. You keep making money from them. You get new it's games. It's like The Sims with all their expansion packs, and I fall for it every time, because yeah. I fucking love The Sims. It's got a new type of hairbrush. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can buy... Sometimes you can buy expansion packs that are just stuff. It's literally called The Sims 3 Stuff, and it's just objects you can buy for them. So you play a lot of The Sims? Oh, I fucking love The Sims so much. I fucking love The Sims. I can talk about The Sims all day. I'm writing that down as a topic I'm going to do. Good topic. The Sims. The Sims. Oh, so good. Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty good. Uh, 25% of US homes at this stage have at least one system. That's crazy. Because yeah. I feel like here it wouldn't have been that for a long time after. Yeah. So it was going off. So one in four people has... One in four homes, yeah. So far, it um, sounds like a boom rather than a crash. Yeah, I think you've, I think you've written down the wrong word. I think you mean the video game boom of nineteen eighty three. By mid yeah, nineteen eighty by mid nineteen eighty three, there have been over twelve million Atari twenty six hundreds. Do you, do you guys know what how that's meant to be said? Is it two thousand six hundred or twenty six hundreds? So by mid nineteen eighty three, there have been over twelve million uh, Atari twenty six hundred um, sold. Sold twelve million. So, giving them wow. about 70% of the market wow. share. So, they just dominated. And they employed almost 10,000 people. Wow, that's uh, huge. Yeah. In Silicon Valley. They have around... Well, they have more than 200 games available for their system. And, and new games are hitting the market every week. They were owned uh, by Warner Communications. And Atari made about... Five times the revenue at that stage of Warner's film division. What? Wow. What? Uh, so this is still mid-1983. Things seem to be going really cause, well. Because Warner's been around for ages, like, you know, 50 years at this stage, and then suddenly... Video games video just games take come over. In. Yeah, the, you, you talked about the Warner Brothers in the Academy Awards. Yeah, Jack... Uh, Jack Warner is the most famous one, but there are like four brothers. And they kick, it was like the 20s or something, right? Yeah, I think maybe the 1930s for the Warner Brothers, yeah. Wow. 
Man, imagine what Jack Warner would have thought. Probably good on you. Good on you, Atari. Wow. Um, and, yeah, so so that revenue accounts for over 60% of Warner Brothers Corporation's profits. So 60%. Yeah, so they're, they're doing a lot oh. of heavy lifting for Warner Brothers that year. I mean, it was a real spike, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so people are suddenly real rich. At the same time, there are a million Intellivisions... Sold by Mattel, which is so that's another console that I've never heard of before. What's it called, sorry? Intellivision. Intellivision, sold by Mattel, the toy company. Oh. Hmm. No, I don't know that that one either. And another million and a half Coleco Visions uh, sold by Coleco or Colco. Wow. Another one never heard of. See, oh, mm. in, in my head, like obviously we all grew up after this time, but the... Oh, in my head, it's it's Nintendo and Sega, and then it's PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I thought they were the ones who made it up. Yeah, I'd vaguely heard of Atari, but I didn't really know what it was. Yeah, same. Like I knew, I knew it was a, a brand or a company, but I didn't. I wouldn't have known the consoles and stuff like that. Weird. So yeah, so things are going pretty well. What about a Commodore sixty four? Who makes that? Uh, they are my, they're a more of a home computer. So oh, right. I've just heard of that, but I didn't... Yeah. Before. I, I, I found out a little bit about them. I think I, they get a mention at some point during this. Um, I was reading this article in the New Yorker, uh, just earlier, and it, it said that, uh, Atari was, it was your classic Silicon Valley startup, right? And it even employed Steve Jobs for a time. Ah. And, and according to this article, they found a quote, um, from Walter Isaacson's um, biography of Jobs. A quote in there said that uh, he was asked to work night shift after his co-workers complained about his abrasive personality and body odour. <laughs> hey, you can have one, but not both. Pick. Pick. Either have a shower or put a smile on the dial, mate. Or work all night. I don't care. They're your options. You'd be a great boss, Dave. Yeah, I really would. And he's like, fuck you, I'm making my own company. I'm going to be one of the richest men ever. Okay, yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah, yeah, sure, mate, sure. All right. Tell you story walking. Um, the, yeah, that isn't at all relevant, but, you know, interesting. Yeah, um, it's cool. Stanky jobs. <laughs> Have some respect. The man died. Oh, yeah, that's a bit every, rich. That is a e- bit rich. We, every episode is about dead people on this show. We never have any respect. <laughs> I think I think we're very respectful. What about the episode devoted to death? (laughs) That was the best. In the early days, Atari had in-house video game developers, but they didn't credit them. The the developers, the guys who made the games, guys and gals, I think it was mainly guys. Mainly guys. They developed the games, uh, but they weren't able to put their name to them. Oh. Hmm. Uh, due to this, over, over time, uh, due to this and the fact that they thought they were underpaid, several of the programmers left to form their own rival video game company called Activision. Ever heard of Activision? Yes, because they made the Tony Hawk games. Yeah, so they they obviously did. They've continued to do pretty well. Yeah, right. So that's made by people that want more credit. Yeah. Have, have you ever finished a video game? Which I rarely have, but um, you get to the end and often. It's like, congratulations, you've passed. And then it's like a three-minute credit sequence of all the people. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. I just finished it. Yeah, give me a trophy. Get, yeah. Not a credits. Like, or like it's if it's a, a sports game, it's like, yeah, well done. You won the season. Now here's 700 animators who made the soccer players 
uniforms. <laughs> oh god! But it's like, I mean it's like that's exit, the same exit, for everything. Exit, exit, exit. Skip, 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 skip. Ah. You you work on a TV show that doesn't do credits. Is that you just being bitter? Yeah, I think every episode should finish with a three minutes credit sequence of all the people that made the soccer uniforms for that episode. Yeah, I think that's fair. Wait, is that what you do? You make soccer uniforms? Yes, it's a sports show. It's not at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm so confused. He's, Am I confused? No, he's making a very funny joke about oh, what he no. just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I am very confused, Jess. Now I'm more confused. Okay. Well, Just do listen, go on with your report, Matt. Listen back to it and you might understand. Okay, I look forward to that. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing <laughs> and has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit. He, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. At the time, the biggest selling console was the Atari 2600, as we were talking about. But if you knew how to make Atari 2600 game cartridges, you could, right? And obviously, the new Activision company already knew how to write the code. So when they figured out how to make the cartridges, they started doing, they started making their own sort of third-party games for Atari consoles. Right, but could you could they legally sell them at the shops or you have to do it in an alleyway? Uh, Atari sued. Okay. And the case was settled out of court, but the end result meant that the pre- precedent was set so that third-party manufacturing of Atari games had become legal. Legal? Yeah, they were able to do it. Hmm. Uh, so at this stage, the market became flooded with many different games manufactured by... Uh-oh, I'm starting uh, to hear... Flooded isn't a good word. This is not good for a market that's doing so well. Flooded is never a good word. Hang on, let's think of a context when flo- flooded with cash. There we go. Flooded with yogurt when you really <laughs> want some? No, because if it's flooded, that implies like a lot of mess. And it's everywhere. It's not in a nice contained little my bowl. S- my mouth was flooded with yogurt. Oh, hello, there we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Flooded with yogurt. Flooded with the perfect amount of yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> so just those two cases, everything else is bad. <laughs> everything else is bad. My mouth was flooded with water until I died under the water. What about? That's no, a bad one as mm-hmm. well. The area was flooded, but the only person living there was a convicted serial killer. Still Yay! bad. 
Well, he died. Yeah, but flooding's never good. It has it has other effects, you know. He was about to push the button that would have killed everyone. And in the world. flooding is good. Yeah. Flooding, flooding, flooding. I'm up for a good flood. Interesting, you didn't jump on board with my flooding chant. Anyway, what? Oh, too late. I'm always. I'm always too, too late. late. Do go on with your silly little report. So, Tell us about this market flooding. With all this flooding, the quality control was obviously very poor because there wasn't any. Mm. Um, it was just up to the individual So now is it, so a bunch of people have worked out how to make their games. Yeah. Not it, just these Atari, I mean uh, Activision. Yeah, the Activision oh. guys were probably the ones you might want to do it but because um, they, they had some skills. Can't people just buy the good ones? That are, like, For example, you go on the Apple App Store, there's 10 billion apps. Mm. But you just download the good ones. Quality floats to the top. Yeah, yeah. but you wouldn't necessarily know which ones are the good ones. And probably the shitter, so the shitter ones are probably cheap. So people would buy those, do you reckon? Well, I reckon uh, stay, stay posted till the end of this paragraph. Okay, <sighs> we're jumping the gun a little bit. I want tender hooks in this paragraph. Is it going to talk about the App Store? <laughs> so when you bought cartridges in the App Store, um, <laughs> something you. happened and it was really good. Yeah. Flooding, flooding, <laughs> flooding. Uh, due to the oversaturation of the market and of the poor quality, sales numbers dropped dramatically. But this meant that uh, a lot of those companies, those new companies, went out of business and the shops couldn't return their products to them because they're out of business. So they just started slashing prices. Oh, right. So they're like, oh, so we've got 600 that... of this video game that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So Mike's... But, it can, but the Atari system still do. So they can still be sold. Just People... for like a buck. Well, so, they went. They went from being like thirty or forty bucks down to five bucks. So is Mike maybe slashing the prices? Ma- Mike is slashing. <laughs> what prices. would that sound like? Oh, guys! <laughs> hey, I mean, Madonna is still at full price. So if you if you're in the market for some Madonna, but you can't quite afford it, well, why don't you have a look over here and down in the dungeon area that I've reopened? Because you weirdos just don't have the money. But I got some cheap games here. Look, I got um. Nobby, Nobby, Nob Nob uh, games down here, and I've got... I'll take one. How much, sir? Three bucks. I'll give it to you for two. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for playing. You're not thanks a very good businessman, <laughs> are you, Mike? No, I'm, I don't, I, this is all a front for my drug business. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm the I've kid that's going to get skinned. <laughs> yes, you definitely are. You've got to live in that basement now, kid. <laughs> you can live in the basement, and I can live in your skin. <laughs> Color down. You too, still full price. <laughs> Bono's band. Still Bo- full Bono's price. band, the U2. That was <laughs> so, because of the, the, the price came down, of, you know, some games are under five bucks even when they'd gone. What's that as a percentage? So, say a game was 40 bucks down to like 4.99 or something. 12.5%. All right, great. That was very good. Uh, initially, I'm going to assume that's right. Initially... Well, it was five. You've gone 4.99. Okay, well, it's saying five. Yeah, rounding up. Um, so, the, yeah, initially it was the, just the poorer quality games that reduced in price. But due to market forces, people were all buying those cheaper games. It forced the better games, the better quality games, oh, to, to have to drop oh, in price as well. To compete yeah. with the flooding yep. oh, no, and the what? saturation. Oh. So, basically, the whole market just ate itself. Yeah. Uh, and this is obviously... that That's... They're the biggest factors, probably, in what the crash was. People talk about other things, which I'll talk about a bit. Here's, here's a paragraph out of that New York article. It was better words than I could write. Atari hadn't yet figured out the... This is another, another um, potential reason. You know, there was lots of factors at play, but mm. 
Um, Atari hadn't yet figured out the precise timing required to successfully transition from one generation of consoles to the next, like I was kind of talking about before. Um, today's console makers have set it into the predictable rhythm, typically releasing new machines every five or six years, enough time for customers to trust that a next generation system will be genuinely superior to the one it had replaced. But in the early 80s, the process was far less orderly. Manufacturers like Atari issued new systems much more frequently, and their newness often hinged on gimmickry, such as a built-in screen or a different kind of controller rather than any major <laughs> technical milestone. This one's got a blue controller. Yeah. Oh, my God, I need it. I think gimmickry might be one of my favourite words yeah. ever. That's why you go to the New Yorker. The New Yorker. Uh, the it- it's funny that the word gimmickry, in a, in a way, is a type of gimmickry. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Atari released um, the 5200 console, which was their next generation on the 2600. Well, and probably and it was twice re- as good, I imagine. It was released in 82, uh, meaning that it, it cannibalized the sales of the older Atari 2600, but didn't offer enough technical improvements to persuade many people to trade up. Even as Atari promoted the new console, it flooded the market itself with games for the 2600, which is... Oh, come on. What? what See, normally, normally they'd, like, stop making yeah. games for the older models, so, like, so you had to get the yeah, new so one. Yeah, like the last year, there's not many new games, so you're like, oh, I want the new games, got to yeah. get the new thing. Yeah, build up some pressure. But they're like, hey, we've got some sweet games for the old one, buy the new one. Oh. But I don't need it. You've got all the good games for the unit I already have. Yeah, no, but this one's got a bigger number. Oh, it's fifty-two hundred. It looks much the same and doesn't have any of the good games available for it. I'm mm. not sold yet. It's got some blue plastic on it. Oh, hang on a second. I'm going to put both of you in the basement. You're going to shut the fuck up. Okay, I'll have my. 50, Sorry, 50, Mike. 50, 50. <laughs> the boy. Uh, maybe the boy. Did the boy take Mike's skin? Now yeah. the boy. Yeah. Mi- the boy sounds scary. <laughs> very, inside Mike. Very confusing subplot. Um, mm. but I'm enjoying it. I'm sure it will be resolved by show's end. I don't know that it will. <laughs> Um, in addition, company executives at Atari were very optimistic, almost overly optimistic if I read it properly, producing um, 12... Oh, no. <laughs> the 104,000! No! They produced 12 million copies of a Pac-Man game. Um, Kids love Pac-Man. 12 million copies for the Pac-Man game for the 2600, even though they'd only sold 10 million uh, consoles at that point. <laughs> So just... Some kids are going to be dumb enough to buy two, right? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, I, I think their their theory was that the game would make people buy the console as well, but it, did, it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. But they ended up selling... I've seen different numbers on this fact, but the New Yorker said that they ended up selling 7 million copies, making it the best-selling video game in history. So, you know, pretty good, but... Nearly, that was only about half of the games they'd made. So it was. Hang on, so it's the best-selling game ever, still. Yeah. Oh no, at that stage. All right. At yeah. the, so, and it's still only about half as many copies as they made. Yeah. So they were pretty. They were pretty. We wanted confident. double the record. Yeah. Amazing. Um. So that that was seen as a bit of an embarrassment for them. But apart from that, <laughs> yeah, they, they accept the like the gold record certificate for the you know the Guinness World Record for mm. the most games ever sold. But they're crying because they've still got five million copies in the warehouse. Bittersweet. When it was released, there was a lot of hype around it. The the Pac Man game it was very highly anticipated, but unfortunately, the, re- the release was rushed, and the and the quality was poor. I read somewhere that the guy who who made it, um, the programmer. He he delivered a prototype, and they're like, 
Let's get it to market. <laughs> He's like, no, this is like a, this is just an early. It's only got fifteen colours. I haven't put grey in yet. <laughs> nah, print it, print it. Oh, Twelve million copies. Thank God I got beige in there because yeah, without cause the well, beige, Ooh. without beige, the game it just wouldn't work. The background's beige. <laughs> Be see through. Imagine a see through game. So it, it just it was a, it was the arcade game was very popular, but it just looked like a really really poxy knockoff. Mm. You know the the dots were dashes. The the mouth like continuously opened even when it stopped, just like weird little things like that. The the music which I've heard is so bad. It just sounds. He was Can like, you give us I an think impression? he <laughs> sound like he someone fell asleep on a on a synthesizer <laughs> face first. He probably did. <laughs> uh, and at, at the same time. Uh, or uh, around that time as well, the other big game that they made that was seen as maybe contributing a little bit to the the downfall of the whole industry was a game called E.T. the Extraterrestrial. I don't know if you have you heard at all about this. I've Apparently, heard of E.T. Yeah, it's a, from a movie. I it's pretty. Well, it's a movie from, from E.T. A, from, I love it. It's from a movie. You've probably never heard of it. The like the e- big, do you biggest mean selling, E.T. biggest selling movie in or biggest. Grossing movie of the eighties. That I is the, the film other. you're referencing, isn't it? The film E.T. Are you talking about E.T. The Steven Spielberg film. This one was. So there's a video game to go along with it. Yeah, and it was a genuine rush job. I'd never heard of it, but apparently it's infamous in video game circles. Um, it was a super rush job, like from programming till manufacture, the whole spectrum, like from the idea, from the first like typing of the keys. Can we guess? To it being printed and yep. manufactured, how long do you reckon? Two weeks. Oh, no, that's, I mean, that, that is... Too far? Too silly? That's too silly. <laughs> Imagine that. So it's longer than two weeks. A month. I reckon three months. Six weeks. Six weeks. Oh, so, it, yeah, I mean... I'm not that impressed then. After two well, I weeks, I still am because that's half the time that I, I guess. Yeah, but like three weeks. times what I guess. So that's six weeks from coming up with the idea yeah. to... How long does it take? Well, I've come up with joke ideas well, it obviously on, on takes, a morning and it, performed them that night. Then they've got to design it. Like every, that includes everything. And it and it apparently Maybe if they stop procrastinating they could get it done in two weeks. <laughs> so Atari <laughs> they'd spent over twenty five million dollars on the rights for E. T. for the oh, game. You don't spend that much money then take six weeks. And then yeah. save money they just they just smashed through it, but also oh. because they wanted to get it out in time for Christmas. Sure. Uh, the end result is a shit game. Widely known as the worst game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh, the, no. accepting the Guinness World Record with tears in their eyes. Uh, oh. And this is mainly because it is boring and nearly impossible to play. <laughs> what a combo! <laughs> That's the review. Yeah, it, says that, it says that on the box. It was such a rush job they didn't read their own review. They just took a, a quote, pr- printed it, twelve million copies. Went, oh, that doesn't sound very good. The par- shit. There were these. Uh, the, I think the point of the game was that you're meant to find pieces of a telephone, I guess, to phone, to home. phone home. home. Sure. And but you'd fall down pits and you just couldn't get out of them. <laughs> you'd be stuck there. You I don't think you'd again. die, but you'd just be stuck there. So fun. And apparently, you, you know, um, if you if you went in to play it, you wouldn't just figure it out. You'd have to go read the manual. Like you just. In most games, you'd be like, all right, I'm starting to get the hang of this. I'm pushing some buttons. I can see which one makes it go forward and stuff. Yeah, it's just like, to, so confusing. To turn right, it's like a nine-key combination. <laughs> yeah, to, oh, it's left. Fuck. To turn right, you've got to go to the fridge, get a bottle of milk, <laughs> pour it on your head, uh, spin around three times. 
Sing yeah. the first verse of the national anthem. Yeah. Of? Your choice. <laughs> Any country. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It got, was very loose in yeah, some they, they programmed 200 national anthems into <laughs> the video specific, game. Very specific, but also very loose. <laughs> uh, the majority of the games were returned. Oh, it's that bad. It's yeah. that so bad. Even at Christmas time, people are... Yeah, people are just like, what the fuck is this? Just like, I just picture millions of people sitting in front of their consoles just like with a blank look on their face. Like, what has just happened? <laughs> I'm stuck in a pit. I've just got to keep resetting every time I fall down a pit. Oh, it's, uh, for some reason that I enjoyed that so much. I love that. Why, why, is, so... There so many, why is there so many pits? Yeah. Where are they? It's just all pits. Pittsburgh. Uh, now, which isn't that's, that's a topic in the hat yeah. Pittsburgh well there you go well I think we can tick it off the list yeah, that's right. <laughs> but if we Pittsburgh. mention a topic does that mean we've covered it no, I think so I don't think so let's just go through the I hat wanna, one I'm, day read them all out and, like, and we're done <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing Pittsburgh one day if we get through the hat I think we, we should say at the moment it sits at about two years worth of episodes so we're going to keep going forever guys but that's like as it is now we get suggestions all the time which is great i'm confident of pushing through i mean we're doing one right now that's true unless two have come through we've at least stayed steady. <laughs> exactly we definitely got one this morning so oh no no please keep them coming they're amazing because there's stuff that we never consider like i've never heard of this um yeah i've never heard of it either um i found some other funny things like uh, advertisers also started making Atari games because just like anyone could. So <laughs> yeah. co- companies were just making promotional material that <laughs> yeah. was an Atari game. I reckon McDonald's yeah. had to have had one. The McDonald's How to Order a Large Fries video game. The one that, that I bet you they did, but the one I read about, you, you got their Kool-Aid? Yeah. It's like, that's like their cordial, I think, yeah. in America. Um, so Kool-Aid released a game about a, a character called the Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's often parodied in, yeah, in cartoons saying, oh, yeah. You know oh, that really? game? Cool, Kool-Aid Kid would have made more sense, right? Yeah, that does sound better. Alliteration. Um, the the title character in the game had to chase down tear-shaped villains called Thirsties <laughs> that were trying to take away the world's Kool-Aid supply from the children. <laughs> <laughs> And you'd get that game by like buying a certain amount of Kool Aid, so you know. Really? So it was free, basically. With, free, but free with every two meters you fell in a pit and you had to start <laughs> pit again. Of, pit of Kool Aid. <laughs> you drowned in a pit of Kool Aid. What a way to go! Flooded. What a way to go! Oh, now that's a good way. To, it flooded with Kool Aid. Like, yeah, I'm into it. It's sticky, love it. Well, that is my nightmare. <laughs> Lots of gross cash-ins like this were made, um, which obviously continued to lower the reputation of. Atari and video games more generally. So, so Atari controlled such a huge percent of the video game market, right, in 1982 and into 1983. Only a year later, an urban myth started around the ET time, uh, started doing the rounds, which said that the dramatic drop in demand for video games meant that the company dumped 14 truckloads worth of game cartridges into a New Mexico landfill and poured cement over the top. <laughs> so no one can ever play them again. Yeah. What? A large. They pers- literally went into a pit. But a bit. They fell into a pit. <laughs> I fell into. A- no, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Falling into a. P- a p- Had not considered that. That is very good. <laughs> that just winked at me, <laughs> like approving of my joke. Not with laughter. <laughs> with wings. With a series of wings. <laughs> so that was like that became this really big urban myth, and it was um, talked about through gamer circles around the world like a lot and it had been for years and years 
until it was uncovered as being true in 2014. They found the well, they pit. they found the pit. Yeah. And someone and dug, dug it through up. the concrete. Yeah, yeah. And there, were, there weren't the millions of ET games that they thought there were, but there were still heaps. There was like at least nine. Yeah, there were nine. <laughs> nine unplayed ET games. How do you know they were unplayed? <laughs> But like they took, no, you they, could tell. they took them out of the concrete, and you know how you could just blow on them. <laughs> They're good to go. Yep, fire them up. Plug it in. Oh shit, I'm in a pit. Oh crap. <laughs> so the industry's revenues had peaked at around 3.2 billion in 1983, and then fell to around 100 million dollars by 1985. So it was oh, almost no. reversed back to where it, that peak, and it came back down to that same level, mm. which uh, said on a few different things. I'd, I'd, I'd trust their maths because it said it on a few different websites. It's a drop of about 97%. Oof. Which is, you know, a relatively big drop. Relatively, That's yeah. huge. No, I'd say it's relatively Relative. big. Relative, what? like com- compared to like, say, like a 95 or yeah. 90. If you, drop. if you mm-hmm. compare it to a 99% drop, then it's not relatively it's, big. Yeah, relatively small. 100% drop. Relatively tiny. S- Nothing. Relatively 90%, small. 90%, yeah. 97%, yeah. Fuck off, 97 Everything's relative. Yeah. Isn't it That's just? a good point. Even the scale of 0 to 100, it's relative. Inclu- and, wow. And, um, what, a, what an excellent point to make there, David. And, and also uh, Jess and her brother. We are... They're relatives. Relatives. Yeah. <laughs> we are relatives. <laughs> but how... earlier in the episode. So it's a, tying it all back neatly together. Very good. It was at the end of our subplot. Jess and her brother are related. Yeah. Yeah, we still haven't talked about the Mike's... Uh, Skinning the kid, but we'll we'll get there. Well, do you I'm know sure. my brother's name is Mike? Yeah. Oh. Um, and he skidded kids. Skidded kids. Skidded. He skidded. He used kids. to. He's nice now. Yeah. He he re- you can he's, reform. He's better. He doesn't skin anybody anymore. Just cats. Yeah. No one likes cats. <laughs> oh, gross. He doesn't. He's very nice. I'm sorry, Mikey. His name is really Mike. Yeah, his name's Michael. <gasps> That's spooky. Hey, did you guys know um, after last week's episode about the Dilatov Pass? Dilatov Pass. Every time, yeah. I woke up the next morning with bruising on my body with no reason. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how they didn't bruise? They got... Internal injuries. They got internal injuries and Maybe, no bruising. And somehow I their, took the bruising. You got their external injuries. Yeah, I had them up on my shoulder and down my arm and then a little bit on my neck. Oh, my God. It was really weird. Wow. Like a lot of bruising? Yeah. Like this weird yellowed bruising. That oh my God. And also, the next day, I was in a cafe, and Rod Stewart's song with mandolin played. I f- I'm not even fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you freak out a little bit, though, to be honest? Yeah, the, yeah. I was the... like, what are the odds of this? Oh, weird. Like, the song before it was some sort of minimalist dance, and the song after it was back to that weird sort of techno. But in the middle... Out of nowhere. Do you know what's so strange, actually, now that you mentioned it? I completely forgot that we talked about that. But the day after that we recorded that episode, my tent got hit by a car. And there was a <laughs> Yeti. Driving the car. <laughs> Are you and for real? And a golden woman. And I died. Are you I'm not, fu- are you I'm fucking not even with me? fucking. I'm not fucking you, with you. Fucking you with can't me. fuck with me on this. I would never. So Do you that's think they're so connected? Stu- nah, couldn't be. Got to oh, be a coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Of course. So anyway, the crash was rough. Uh, many... The car crashed into my tent, yeah. The car crash was rough. <laughs> but, you know, Jess has kicked on from death and she's she's moving on with her life. I think I look better dead. You, do, you look good. Hmm. You look good. I pull off death well. Yeah. I would say... Death becomes her. <laughs> that's, say... a, that's a thing, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I would say that you look just as good. 
mm. just as good dead as alive. Mm. That is really sweet, Drive. Try and work that compliment out. <laughs> I, well, I'm guessing then that uh, you're seeing me dead, which means I have open cask funeral, which open means cask. open cask. You've been packed. <laughs> open That's a party. Casket, which means my ass has been goon? packed. Are we talking goon? Yeah. You're wearing open plastic cask. underwear right now. Plastic underwear and they've packed my ass oh, for seepage. Yes, please. We all know what they've done to your ass. You don't need to talk about it. <laughs> Again, very confusing for new listeners. Go back to episode 10 yeah. and enjoy. <laughs> this is a real uh, one for the fans. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone else. And even the fans are mad at us for that. Like, oh. uh, Yeah, so the, so the crash in the video game uh, world oh. mm-hmm. was rough in 1983. Many companies went under. And that, you know, to be honest, that sucked in some ways. But. <laughs> oh, is there a but? But on the plus side, mm-hmm. that meant that many families who wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford gaming consoles could. And they could all play that terrible, terrible E.T. game. That's right. Crack the shits and vow to never play again. <laughs> so it meant that a whole generation of gamers were introduced to uh, to video games that wouldn't have otherwise been. And I, I've read a lot of um, blogs and stuff, people talking about it, saying it was it was bad. But if it wasn't for that, my family wouldn't have got it. And now, I'm, now I run the website called I'm a Gaming Nerd Man. Dot com. You know, like people got right into it because of that. I'm a gaming nerd man.com. Well, that may not be. <laughs> that may not be an. Yeah, I should what put if an it asterisk. Is? If that, that doesn't exist, we'll, we'll buy it. Yeah, that's Ooh. ours. Now. That'll be our website. <laughs> I'm a gaming nerd man.com for all your do-go-on, do-go-on needs. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to keep writing it out. <sighs> it, it's an in joke that really wasn't even in a joke. <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, it was in. Yeah. But was it a joke? <laughs> was it in? It's out. The industry recovered a few years later uh, after the crash. So, but is, did you say before that Atari's gone? Atari's gone. So they've bowed out. At, at one point, the their CEO was um, on charges for insider trading as well. Like, a lot of things oh went wrong for God. Atari. So, not very good. But they were, but at, were at one time, just... they were 70% of the market, and yeah. now they're not there anymore. Yeah, That's just... crazy. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah too big, too soon, and they just obviously would had confidence, too much confidence. Yeah, interesting, right? Mm. Hey, um, people, feel free to correct me on anything that I've said wrong, and I'm sure I've said some wrong things, but you know, that's the spirit. Thank you. I'd, I'd, I, uh, accept, no, I've probably fucked it all. Up, I, ex- I, ex- I accept, you're probably all really mad at me. I accept your feedback, uh, videogamenerd.com man. <laughs> Com man. That was a different guy. <laughs> it's, too, it's very confusing. Yeah. Uh, the, so and the they're in- both called Steve, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they they really have a rivalry going. Who's that? I think Arnie. Oh, it sounds like Arnie Donner are rehearsing out this part. People like it when we talk about Arnie Donner, or one guy does. <laughs> If you can, yeah, Broden. his name's Broden. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, love it when you talk about That's not my Broden impression. Hey, you kids, walkie, walkie, walkie. That's your impression of him. Yeah. I'm Broden Kelly. Hey, <laughs> hey there, you naughty boy. You fuck. Anyway, that's another thing that's... Hope he hears that. I'm not going to mention it to him at all and then uh, just wait for him. Look, to we, share, we share a studio with Arnie Donner. Look him up. Very funny sketch comedy troupe. Anyhow, uh, the industry recovered a few years later, and this was mostly due to the widespread success of the original Nintendo Entertainment System, oh. which so was ha- <laughs> launched in late 1985. So they've come from nowhere, have they? Yeah. Japanese brand. I think it meant they came from Japan. Um, 
so they they learnt a lot of lessons from the the crash, um, including the fact that you know that because they were sort of out of fashion a bit, they would they try to market themselves as separate from a, from gaming consoles. That's why it was called an entertainment system. Hey, we're not Clever. a video game system. We're an entertainment system. Yeah, the system remains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've got to have a system. Take away the system. What have you got? Chaos. We're Nintendo. The, um, <laughs> and. Uh, it doesn't translate very well, but in Japanese that sounded amazing. In Japanese, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's strangely poetic. It's beautiful, yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's really yeah, yeah. haiku form. It's an advertising haiku. They they learnt uh, from the third party issues, the mm-hmm. third party uh, producers, um, which led to Nintendo having much stricter quality control. But also, they included a special chip in every cartridge that meant that only. Games approved by them could be played in their consoles. Clever. If you wanted, if you had an idea for a game that you wanted to be uh, a Nintendo playable game, you had to go to Nintendo and get approval, go through their system. Um, Which makes sense. Which I have and failed many times. <laughs> it's because it's just you wearing a little vest. Yeah. Going, nah, nah, yeah. nah, 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 how about this? How about this? <laughs> how about a game about me? Hmm? Hey, how about a game where it's me, but I'm a monkey? And you can throw bananas. Oh, that is that's pretty much Donkey you, Kong, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, both of my games have been accused but of. But mine uh, is Davy Kong. <laughs> how about I'm wearing a hat and I've got a brother and I'm a plumber? <laughs> pretty original. Okay. Um, that was something else I read about a bit that um, you, there were all the different manufacturers of games. They didn't necessarily have exclusive rights to different games, so there was heaps of different Donkey Kong games <laughs> made by different people, different Pac-Mans, that sort of stuff. Which led to some issues as well. Um, something uh, else that Nintendo uh, learnt uh, was that they they went to a lot of effort to make the console look more like some sleek um, modern technology. They wanted it to make it look more like a VCR than a gaming console. Oh. VCRs were cutting edge, sleek and sexy at the time. Were they? Apparently, at yeah. At the time, yeah. I mean, this is 1985. Now it's like, what is this shoebox-shaped thing? I think going... we, we got a VCR in like 95 or something, I reckon. Or maybe later. Mm. Did it have the ability to record shows? Yeah, I remember How being cool very exciting. That? Very exciting. And then did it have the... <laughs> My dad always did this. There'd be some sporting event on in the middle of the night. So he'd set the thing to automatically record at, you know, 1 a.m. till 1.45 a.m. And the game would finish at 2. Yeah, 10. and it was like, or oh, dismiss, it would start at 12. Like, it just always penalty, fucked up. Penalty shootouts about to get. And here he comes. This here is he, for the. Wa- this, oh. Oh. And then, yeah, he'd always come in and be like, fucking machine. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, life was really hard in the 90s. <laughs> we didn't have iView. Didn't have Netflix. So a lot of these strategies, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not vibrating on a high frequency today. You're doing okay, buddy. Uh, so these, all these um, new strategies that Nintendo uh, put in place, like with the tighter controls and that sort of stuff, ended up being taken on board by a lot of the future big players in the video game consoles, like Sega, Sony, and Microsoft. To different, not all of them were as strict, but they they used a lot of those ideas. Um, and obviously they all, I think they all still, oh, Sega, is Sega still around? I don't know what their story is, but no, Sony their last and Microsoft one, still. The last one was the Dreamcast. Right. I don't think that did very well. I don't remember it at all. But Sony's PlayStation, right? Yes. And that's still going very strong. Yeah, at, the PS4. And is Microsoft Xbox. Yep. That's weird. Microsoft ended up being one of the big players. Hmm. I did say, I didn't really mention in the report, but um, the video game crash didn't actually affect 
it only affected those consoles. It didn't affect computers. Computers actually took over a lot of that market share. Bill, I mean, uh, Steve Jobs was like, fuck you, I haven't had a shower in weeks. Yeah, like the Apple II came out uh, during that period um, and the Commodore 64, and they the prices of those came down as well, making them a lot more affordable. So ah. they became, and more and more games were released for those as well. And they were also seen as being superior to families or they were, that's how they were marketing them as, because they were game and computers, but also you could do word processing and all sorts of other stuff, use them for more practical things. Yeah. Yeah, but was it a system? Yeah. How about that? That's where it let me, lets me down. Yeah, that's true. It's there was system. no system there. The, uh, the Apple MacBook system. Oh, okay. Hello. I'll, I'll take three. I'm in. All right. So just to finish up, this is... This is another. This is from the New Yorker again. After Atari's collapse, its successors released new consoles at a slower pace, finally settling into a five to six year cycle. Um, by the time the sixth generation of hardware was released in the early noughties, uh, this generation included Nintendo's GameCube, mm-hmm. Sony's PlayStation Two, and Microsoft's Xbox. Uh, which was the first American-made console to gain significant market share since the days of the Atari. I see Atari. So it's been 30 years since, or 20 years yeah. at that time, since America's had a go. A big go. Mm. It was time. But they were back in the game. Anyway, that's that sort of brings me to the end. Of the As I like to do, finish a report, you know, sort of fade it out. Just let it fizzle. Yeah, fizzle. Yeah, great. Oh, it's cool. Obviously, video games now are, like, bigger than ever. They make, build, like, it's... Bi- it's Multiple billion industry, dollar yeah. industry. And it's getting, they're going in different directions now, like 3D stuff. And uh, what do you call the one where you go inside of it? Oh. Sex doll. No, I'm. <laughs> Seriously, though, where can I get that? Uh, virtual reality is what I was meaning to say. Virtual reality. A what do you mean when you go inside it? Virtual reality friend, is you, what he means. Like, yeah. So, I, and I played, and I was so sceptical. A friend's got a thing called a, it's called something weird like a... Oculus o- Rift? Oculus. Yes. I was, was going to say a Moplilus Mlup. <laughs> but yeah, Oculus Mlup. Which is, uh, is that, is that uh, Mark Zuckerberg owns that? Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. He was my friend who, and he had it. <laughs> I was, I was hanging out around at his joint at the Facebook uh, <laughs> mansion. And... Um, <laughs> And he's sort of, he's like, have a go at this guy. And I'm like... Oh, I don't do the sex doll. Hey, Zuckerberg, take your fucking little toys and go (laughs) play with the other kids. I'm not in. I don't need that shit. I got my sex doll right here. (laughs) I'm getting in something. Anyway, I... um, And anyway, he gave it... it, He he gave me a go of it. And and I honestly was going, this is going to be shit. Mm. And I put it on... Because every virtual reality you've ever done in the 90s, how bad? They were terrible. Awful, really bad. I've only, I've never even done one before, but in, somehow that seeped through into my head, and I'm like, "This is gonna suck." And I, anyway, I put it on, and it blew me away. It would just go on <laughs> much I, like the sex doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Both no, great no, experiences. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was amazing. The Ocul- Oculus Rift. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It was fucking sick. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yep. There was like, I was ducking from dinosaurs and then I was like on a ledge of a building. Wow. What? And all these weird things. Why and are I there dinosaurs and buildings in the same thing? Yeah, I think I, I think I was just on some sort of like intro screen. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you're just trying to hit start, start. He's but it was the best. Much. I'm just like looking the menus over there, and then I'm like I'm walking into tables and stuff, trying to get away from bullets. Wow. I and mean, there was a lot going on. Jeez, it was good. Anyway, bullets, dinosaurs, buildings, exciting stuff. So who knows what's going to happen in the future of gaming, hey? Yeah, where do you go from there? Only time will tell. I, I fully, I'm like, I want back in. Can I just live in there now? Yeah. Great. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about the sex doll again. <laughs> okay, gross. I want to live in there. Well, yeah. that's weird. I'm going to edit those last bits out. Probably won't. Hey, um, thanks for listening to me. That I, was cool. That was very interesting. I had no idea about any of that. Me either. I'm not a video gamer, but I found that fascinating. I was, um, yeah, totally the same. Just never, it's never really got me. But, I mean, there were periods where I played a, a, a little bit when I had that Super NES. Mm. Played some Donkey Kong Country 2 or whatever. But, yeah, I find it fascinating. And it is a world where people who get into it get deep, really into, deep it, into it. Which is great. It's really mm. cool. Mm. Yeah, awesome. That was really interesting. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, oh, we should thank at SH3PRD, whatever, at yeah, Shepard. Thank you for the suggestion. Thank you very much, Shepard. Hopefully, yeah, you, that covered off some of the things that um, you wanted it to. If you, like Shepard, want to get in contact with us, you can do the tweets like he did at DoGoOnPod, or you can email us, DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. We've got the Facebook going now. We're getting a few people on there, which is pretty good. That's so. awesome, yeah. Please follow all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, the more suggestions, um, yeah. The, the more, longer we have yeah, to go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep going till we tick them all off. So keep us here for another 10 years. We're very anal like that. Oh, stop talking about your sex doll. <laughs> oh, Jess. Oh, Jess. You can't make me stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until next time, do you guys have anything else to announce? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, no. all I would like to announce is... Have a lovely day, everyone. I would like to announce friendship. Great. That's a great... I think that's a great... Nice thing. announcement. Yeah. yeah. I could Apart get, on, from I that, could get nah. behind that. That sounds a lot like gimmickry to me. Yeah. I just wanted to use that word. Did I use that properly? Who knows? Who knows? It's probably not even a real word. But thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you, or you'll hear from us next week. And until then, we'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 